Welcome to Quest to Success, where I'm going on a journey trying to figure out how successful people tick, what success means to them, and how they found it, and what they're doing now. Today, I've got a guest. His name is Saul Cohen. Welcome, Saul. How are you doing? How about you start uh, telling me a little bit about yourself? Um, <laughs> where should I start? I guess what are you I'm doing now, what are you up to nowadays? Okay, so um, I'm an accountant. Um, I run a niche accountancy practice for SME businesses, so that's small, medium-sized businesses. Um, we specialise in working as a business partner um, to sort of you know, help build out a finance function. So my background is I'm sort of ex-Big Four. I, was, I started my career at PwC, um, loved what I did there. It's a fantastic firm. I learned loads. Uh, about you know accounting and sort of the value that accountants can bring but I felt for me it was a little bit just detached from individuals and helping individuals it was very corporate you want to help the little guy yeah exactly um, and so working in sort of the SME world really gave me a chance to do that so what I set up well what, what I wanted to do my intention was to sort of bring the the consulting that we do at that sort of level that you know a big finance function would bring in a ma massive corporate to the SME world because I felt that you know the SMEs they didn't have that to the same extent you know maybe their their accountants might be fantastic but they might only see them once a year um, you know it might be much more focused on tax planning and you know the business sort of gets neglected and where that sort of happens my hope and expectation was that we come in and sort of, you know, go much more regular, you know, go through much more regular accounts, you know, management accounts, you know, sit down with business owners, get them into the flow of thinking about, you know, what controls are you putting around your financial risks and, you know, how are your business targets being reflected in your numbers and also how can you use those numbers to sort of support you as you go on your business journey. Essentially, you're trying to help the little guy save as much money as you can, not just like the, the big corporate people, they're saving millions, that's why people only defer to them generally, but you're helping the little guy. Moving aside from just in general business and, and mergers and acquisitions and finances, um, I guess my personal journey is to just discover and just help for you with the viewers, is discover as an individual, what does success look like to you? And another question, I guess we can find out later on is what was your journey in a nutshell finding that success um, <laughs> um, well I think first of all I don't think anyone ever finds success okay um, I think that so, so look as to me um, I see I think success is a very personal thing it's funny because as I've as I've sort of matured and and got older you know, my views and, and, and yeah, my views to, towards certain things have sort of changed. And one of those things is competition. And I think that competition is a fantastic thing. It's amazing to sort of encourage competition and, and drive and really nurture that in a person. But there is a point at which competition becomes unhealthy. And to me, that's the point at which you determine your own success and happiness based on your performance against someone else. It doesn't bother you that much anymore. Right, and I, I think that the most important thing isn't your performance against someone else, because I think when you get out into the real world, there actually is scope 
for you to be successful and them to be successful. The most important thing is for you to be sort of in tune with who you are as a person and what you really want and to understand that what you really want, yeah, that, and to make sure that you're chasing what you really want and be grateful for what you have already achieved in that regard. So success is not looking at anyone else, it's looking within you and seeing, have you, have you achieved your goals, if I might say, or are you in a place where you like to be or are you on the path to, to a place where you want to be? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, yeah, exa exactly. I think being on a path to where you want to be is really important. Um, great <laughs> gratefulness and like just appreciation for what we have, what I have as a person, that, that's also massively important. Um, but then it's at each level, it's saying, yes, I want to achieve X, Y, and Z more beyond what I already have right now. But that doesn't take away from my appreciation of what I have right that's now. Quite, and that's quite contra uh, contradictory, no? Yes and no. So I, I don't see it as contradictory, right? For example, I'm massively grateful for, you know, I've got lovely family and you know house and whatever it is and you know I'm very grateful for my business does that mean that I don't want my business to be bigger no absolutely not I'm, I'm you know my business is on a journey and I'm grateful for my place on that journey um, and I'm, I'm happy with where we are right now that doesn't mean that I don't will it and want it to be more so it sounds like there's two components to success there really is the part of the, the here and the now which is being grateful no matter where you are. Yeah. And there's a part of understanding that I need to be achieving more than I am now, not just being complacent. Did I get you correctly? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I maybe would reframe it. I think that I, I would say there's two components to success. I really agree with that. I think number one is knowing what success is for you, right? And I think that that ties into sort of the gratefulness and appreciation piece. Um, and then number two is, you know, what's my next step? Where am I heading? What am I moving towards? Okay, how did you find that, you know, this was good for me? That, you know, I'm happy where I am? Or is it just something that every little thing that you are, you should just be happy? I think both. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, if you can see, you should be happy that you can see, right? If you, if you can walk, you should be happy you can walk. You know, like, there's always something to be grateful for. Um, and in every difficulty, there's an opportunity. Um, I really believe that, even though sometimes it's, it's difficult to see. But I guess when it comes to thinking about your, your personal, um, what you personally want, um, there's only one real way to do that, and that is a lot of time of self-reflection, right? And, you know, silencing the noise and thinking, what do I really want as a person? And for some people that's going to be easier, and for other people, um, it's harder and understanding why you want that it can be even harder um actually so I, I work with a business coach who's really great um and he recently had a business retreat that i went on um and one of the things that he got us to do was was think about you know what what goal do we want to achieve and why do we want to achieve it right i went through this and it's like you know we, we did it in a a group of people and thankfully for me the people that I was working with were fantastic so it was, it was like okay what, what do you want to achieve so I want, I want to make my I want to grow my business and, and so it's like well why is that important to you and it's like oh well because I want to be able to do x y z and 
Okay, well, why is that important to you? Okay, why is that important to you? And what, what I found actually, some people they really got to their why really quickly. What I found was that I had layers and layers and layers and layers of, you know, just what I consider to be, you know, strength and, you know. Almost like, almost like excuses. Like, not even excuses. It's more just armour that was around this. It was like, I told myself, this is my reason for being. And why is that your reason for being? Because I want to do this and because I want to help people. Well, why do you want to help people? Because it's my reason for being. And you end up going in this loop and... Actually, what, you know, someone helped me unpack afterwards was that it's not that. There is something underneath that that has driven, that has created you as a person to want to be this, right? You know, for me, it was wanting wanting people to have someone that they can trust, right? Because, you know, I've, 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 I've had a very privileged, you know, upbringing, um, you know, and not, certainly not growing up, like, you know, the upper classes but you know just an average but what I consider to be privileged you know if you look at the world stage certainly privileged upbringing you know thankfully grew up in a loving family and you know was was always supporting what I wanted to do but that doesn't mean that there's not stuff that's come up for you as a person or for me certainly that has helped shape you and driven your reason for being and when you know what that is I believe and you know, I've come to understand that when you when you know what that is, you're in control of it. And when you're in control of it, then you know what's driving your why and your reason for, for moving forward. And I think that that is crucial. It's like you know where the on button is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm currently writing reading a book on grit um, by a fantastic author whose name escapes me. Um, and but one one of the things that she writes and and she's saying is that the most gritty people, the most driven people that you see in the world, they're people who are truly switched on to what they really want in life. And I think that that is so important, particularly today more than ever, because in the past, people didn't. <laughs> in the past, people didn't always have the opportunity to achieve what they wanted in life. There's right? so and much opportunity. You know, there. back then it was like. You know, if you think about it, even like a hundred years ago, most people, their main drive was, I need to earn enough to survive. Yeah, we, particularly we in the West, have got to the point where we actually have the opportunity to achieve what we want to achieve in life, which is a fantastic gift. But we're wasting it because we're measuring our own success against other people's rather than our who we are. Um, and so we're in a unique place in that we have the opportunity to achieve what what we want to do more than any time in history I believe and yet because of the fact that we have more pools socially we find it more difficult um, and so I, th I think I think that that is yeah that's it's a really important that, that it's just so crucial to know what you want and to take the time out and self-reflect and think about it and you know really break down what is it that I want? Why do I want it? Well, we, can you give us like a, a window into when you do that process, what it looks like? You gave us one example where it's just asking why again and again and again in a group of people. And do you have any other ways where you just sit down and really figure out, you know, what makes me tick? I think it's about taking regular time 
um, and really thinking about it. There were loads of like different methods of, you know, this is how I set my goals and, you know, um, there's no one way, one right way or another way. I think it's Warren Buffett who says, write down the 25 things that are the most important to you and then cross off 20 of them and the five things that are left are the things that you should really care about, right? Like, yeah, okay, fine. But there's no, there's no right way or wrong way. Yeah, there, there are lots of ways. They're all similar. To me, actually, I think what's more important than just doing it, you know, picking a method is the regularity. Consistency. It's, yeah, it's to get into the habit of, as you say, right, consistently, just sitting down and thinking, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. This is what it is. And what you notice over time is that, you know, at some point in life, you're going to realise what your main goal is, your reason for being, whatever it is. And when you first think of it, you're going to write it down. In, well, you should, I, I think, yeah. I'd write it down in pencil, right? Because it will change. But over time, you realise that that's never going to change. Your main reason for being here that's going to drive all your other reasons and all your other goals is never going to change, right? There might be other things that will come and go, other goals that will come and go right. that are going to help you achieve that main, you know, let's call it life's vision, but your life's, your main life's vision is never going to change. And I think that at the point where you realise that this is my main life's vision, that's when everything else starts to fall into place and success. You, you start to feel successful because you start to realise that I'm doing what I want to be doing. Um, and it's also give, it's giving you, I guess, a goal, right? yeah. an end game where you're walking towards so all the little things just fall into place. Absolutely. Right. And it's about being honest with yourself, right? Because... Look, for example, today in today's world, you know, entrepreneurship is really cool and funky and like everyone's thinking, oh, let's go run a business. And I can see why, right? I get to work with entrepreneurs all the time and they are some of the coolest, most giving, generous people that you will ever work with. That's why I love working with them, right? But the truth is that's not for everyone because along with that comes a whole load of stress and loneliness and self-doubt and, you know, it is a tough road. And however successful someone looks on the outside, when you sit down and get to know them and break them down, they have been through a lot of difficulty, right? Yeah. I think they say every, every overnight success is at least 20 years in the making, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and do you know what? Like, it's, it's so true. And the more of these sort of people you meet, the more you realise that time and time again, what they go through just isn't for everyone. You know, yeah. what they're willing to go through is just not, you know, not everyone's made for that. And I think that it's really important for people to be honest and say, yeah, do you know what? I like that sort of mentality, but I'm just not cut out for that kind of work. And right. so I need to find a different way of doing it. You know, I, I need to, you know, maybe be a freelancer or I'm going to, you know, go and be an employee. And, you know, all of those things are, are good. You know, <laughs> you know, when I, when I was working at VWC, you, no one was going to turn around and be like, or you know, people might, but I would have disagreed right. and say, you're not successful. You know, I would have said, I'm, I'm really yeah. loving it. You know, right. I do a job I really enjoy. Yeah, I work really hard. Yeah, I work a lot of hours. <laughs> but, you know, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. You know, um, you know, it might not be for you. You might, you might think an audit is as boring as can be. And to be honest, I probably would, <laughs> would agree. Um, but, you know... So if someone someone enjoys audit, who am I to tell them that I think it's boring? Right. You know, and I enjoyed the more consulting side of stuff, but 
you know, someone else who doesn't, who are they to tell me that it's not right? You know, I, I enjoyed that. I was really happy being an employee. But for me, I felt there was something missing. I've got guys who are staying there who stayed at PwC who are probably earning more than I am now yeah. as a business owner. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you judging success on? If it's just about money, then it's a little bit meaningless. Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, and I don't think I've ever heard anyone publicly disagree with this, though if they did, good for them. Yeah. Money's a means to an end, right? If you, if you hit, listen, to, say to someone, right, let me ask you, okay, yeah. but do you want money? Obviously. Do you want more money? Obviously. Yeah. Why? So you can, you know, lifestyle changing and it can fund my ideas, etc. Why do you want those lifestyle changes? Everyone wants to be comfortable. Yeah, but why do you want to be comfortable? I guess it's the fact that you don't want the worries and the stresses, that kind of, that kind of comfortability that you don't have to worry about, you know, am I going to pay rent? You know, am I, I going to pay the mortgage, etc. Okay, and when you get to that point where you don't have those worries and you don't have those, those flexibilities, will you still want more money? No, I'd rather just pursue the dreams that I want. And I, I, I don't know what they are now, but I'm guessing at that time, hopefully I would have figured out. Okay, but would you say it's fair at this point then to say that the only reason that you're saying that you want more money isn't really to give you the comfortable, no, to make you comfortable. It is. It's so that you can get to the point where you can pursue the dreams that you want. True, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, that's kind of my point, right? It's that like money is a means to an end in so far as it's an enabler or a disabler, right. <laughs> right? Depending how much you have to achieve the other goals that you really want to achieve. And I think that the trap with money is not understanding that and getting lost in the materialism of it. And just chasing it. Yeah. And forgetting what really, really, you know, drives you and what really makes you who you are and what you want to do, actually. Right. right. Although, the, do you know what? Like, but then again, like, here's the other side of that coin, right? And this is where it comes so personal. For some people, you know, they just want to build. You like know? Elon, Elon Musk is a good example. He just loves building. Yeah, but again, that's how Elon Musk is a great example to my point because he could not, in my view, could not care, not less, care less about money. money. He lives in like a hovel. You yeah. know, money is just, and, and I see this time and time again with loads of successful entrepreneurs, actually. When it's about the money, the business normally is lifeless and is less successful, if successful at all. Normally, it's about a passion or a drive to do something. Or a life goal or a life vision. Right? Yeah, and then the money is sort of a consequence of that passion, that drive, that love right. for something. So if, if I'm getting you right, I'm going to sort of like, you know, incorporate what you said throughout, which is success is finding what really speaks to you and your life goal and, you know, being honest with yourself and going through that process again and again and again and narrowing it until you find, you know, until you get, you know, the eureka moment, and then everything sort of falls into place. Yeah. How long does that take? If I just sit down tonight and I, you know, I don't sleep until I figure it out, how long would that take me? Depends. Depends on what your support network is like. It depends on how many layers you've got built up around you. It depends on your own mental, you know, strength. Um, it depends on how comfortable you are holding a mirror up to yourself 
um, and being really honest when you haven't hit your your that, yeah when you're saying no that can't just be it yeah right, right. how 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 in yeah what kind of what level of integrity what what level of account are you going to hold yourself accountable to um yeah like how good like how sensible are your friends and what we're doing what kind of emotional intelligence do they have you know all of those things would sort of break it down i mean what do you want to achieve in your life what do i want to achieve i, I guess my ultimate goal i think at the moment is to help people and educate people on you know one thing is just how to educate people how to be more successful in life, um, be better. Is um, that a goal you're working towards right now? I would like to think so, because I'm doing self-work and obviously I'm working with individuals who are, you know, have had difficult pasts yeah. and trying to help them, you know, leave part of the workforce, etc. And just generally, I think I revel in the moment when people come with problems and I, you know, I work through it with them. Okay. And what, why is it important for you to help people? I don't know, just it, it clicks on the internet, I don't know. Or maybe, there's obviously something got to do with childhood, you know, people not, you know, helping me in the way that I needed the help and stuff like that. But I guess it just really like, I don't, I think that's the thing that when I walk away from it, it makes me really feel good compared to almost not every, obviously, you know, on a spectrum, the things I do throughout the day obviously make me feel good, whether it's, you know, learning or it's, you know, doing my job. Or it's, you know, um, I figured out something that was difficult to figure out, etc. Yeah. I think that gives me the most, you know, life, life force, you'd say, like, makes me really happy. I feel like I've done something really good walking away when, like, someone needed advice or was going through a hard time. And, you know, I spoke it through with them and listened to them or they needed advice or they need actual practical help. And I've gone there and I've given them the help. So why does that make you happy and fulfilled when you go there and you help people and you support them? I guess because I feel like my my thing is wanted, you know. My I guess it's a little bit of you know arrogance. It's like you know I know I, I can actually help you. Maybe maybe I don't know if it's arrogance, but right. just, I can pitch in. And and why is it important for you to feel wanted? Well, yeah, obviously childhood. I'm aware of that. So well, there we there you go. Yeah. Right. So you're already aware of it. Right. Yeah. Or like you know. It may be that that's it. That's very it, vague, though. Yeah, it could be that you're going to build it up or, or check it out. But whatever, for whatever reason, like you've just said to me, like it, it, something in your childhood meant that you felt you weren't, you weren't helped. And that's caused you to be someone who wants to help others. Right. Okay. That's it. I mean, like, to me, to me, that's enough of a why. Right. To me, that's enough of a Like, you know, I didn't have X. It affected me. But I overcame it. But because I didn't have that, I know the value of giving it to, of, the others. Of giving it to others. I know what's missing when people don't have it. And therefore, if I can go out and do that, that's going to be huge. Right, okay. So now me knowing that, now that's quite general and vague because I can help people by stocking shelves. I can help people by doing you know, customer service. I can yeah. help people in many, many ways. How do I narrow down... For example, if I'm trying to run a business or, um, you know, if I'm, I, I don't know, like, exactly how do I just go about that, utilising that life goal, if you will? Well, you kind of do the same on every kind of, every area, right? Okay. You, kind of, you kind of do the same on, on everything that you're, well, I'm, look, I'm not a psychologist, right. right? You know, but if it was me, 
or this this is kind of the journey that I've gone is I've kind of gone through every area of my life and I've just sort of been like you know what is it I want why do I want it yeah how much does this matter to me yeah and you know you get to a point you say okay that matters yeah I don't know nine right. yeah how much does this matter to me yeah fine does this matter to me more than that mm. Yes. Does this matter more? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you just and keep you, fine tuning. You just it. sort of work work it out. <laughs> you say, yeah, and you sort of. Sometimes you might score it. You know, I recently did that actually in, in the business. I was just thinking about like, you know, what what goals do I want? I want do I want to achieve? And you know, you just measure each one of the goals against all the other goals, and then you score the one that comes out the most. Right. Yeah. And like you know, you, you basically come out. And you, sometimes you sometimes you come out with with some surprises and things that you value higher than others and it's about being like okay that I, I appreciate that but you know that that that's actually you know I know I thought this X, was important but, this but is actually really important. when I look at the decisions that I want to make in life those things that I thought were important aren't important right. and it is it's a little bit of fine-tuning a little bit of maturity a little bit of honesty you know with yourself and sort of say you know, what, what industries do I like? What areas do I like? What's passionate to me? You know, is it education? <laughs> yeah, right. Is it, I, d I don't know, accountancy? Right. Yeah, right. For, for you, it might be. For me, it, you know, it might not be. You know, every, everyone's different. Every, I, I do believe that, to some extent, everyone gets a value out of helping others. I think that's drawn from our desire to be part of a group. Yeah. Right. And so we want to have value as part of a group. Um, but then I've, I've seen people, some people who are just, you know, they to, it's varying levels. You know, some people really value being part of a group and others, they need it less. Like entrepreneurs, for example. <sighs> it's interesting. I don't think entrepreneurs do. I think they need to be part of a group. Generally. But it doesn't matter that much to them, obviously, because they're choosing... Depends on the type of entrepreneur. Um, it depends on the type of entrepreneur. I think, right? Yeah. That's just my it's my opinion. I'm I'm definitely no expert on this, but um, I think the an entrepreneur who's you know maybe a little bit more, should we call it you know that they, they build things you know Elon Musk type. I don't. I don't know if Elon Musk. Mark Zuckerberg, actually. Mark Zuckerberg's a better example. He's got longer friends. Right. I don't think Mark Zuckerberg like, became an entrepreneur because he wanted to create a value to society or, or anything like that. I think it was sort of something that, you know... He liked to build something, for example. Or... Yeah, I just think he was, he was a super smart guy and he loved the, the programming. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> for, for one, right. So he just built something that was cool to him. Yeah, then, right. Right. To be honest, I think Bill Gates probably at the beginning was also a little bit like that. Like he just thought this is super cool, whatever. And then later on, he thought, okay, well, I can make money off this. Yeah, and then you know what? What contribution can we make to society? Right. Right. And the guy has contributed tons right. to the world. Right. But it, I think that for other entrepreneurs, I think that actually comes quite early on. And they're a lot more like, I want to, I know that I'm setting up a business because I want to help the world. Um, yeah, I think, I think it, it can, I don't think it's always necessarily true that all entrepreneurs 
are just happy in their own sort little of little bubble. bubble. Right. Yeah. Um, but okay, so going back to the success part, it sounds like success, there's a part of it that you need to find out what drives you, and then there's also a part of it that you need to find out where kind of using that thing that drives you in what industry or yeah what space, area what area you want it you want to put your full focus what really speaks to you right and look the truth of the matter is is there's some things you can control there's some things that you can't and there's you know some people 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 will assess success in different ways um and there's not just it's not just career success really it's life success right how are you defining your life success um and what do you need to get there yeah I guess let's wrap it up here. Um, do you have any thoughts you want to impart to the audience or you want to share with me? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I look, I think if anyone, if anyone is listening to this and like looking at this, I think that the most important thing, well, not necessarily the most important thing, but something that's really important to me at least is to know what success isn't. Yeah. Okay. And success is definitely not measuring yourself up against someone else. Yeah. And I think that that should be something that's massively liberating in an age where we subconsciously, not always, not always conscious, but subconsciously are drilling into ourselves and measuring ourselves up against the happiness and perceived success of others on socials, right? Mm -hmm. Because visibility does something to us and all we forget that all we can, our subconscious is definitely forgets you know right. even if consciously we don't we know subconsciously our subconscious forgets that you know someone is putting on a show of their best of themselves not five minutes social. of their good day yeah. yeah right and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors and the truth of the matter is everyone has ups and downs and success definitely isn't perfection right right because no one goes through perfection um, I suppose if there was anything else that I could say, it's that to the, the real knowledge that um, every difficulty has an opportunity attached to it. Um, and that is definitely true. And you, and even you believe if, that all the way? Even if the only opportunity is the growth in you as an individual, I believe that every way, yeah. All right, thank you so much. Cool.